It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome to episode 7 of Comedians Talking About Football. I'm your host, Sam Michael. Hope you're doing well. We're going back to the 2015-2016 season this episode because, of course, the team we're going to be focusing on is Leicester City FC. And my guest, Jack Topher, is going to be talking about what it was like to be a Leicester boy and live through the highest moments in Leicester City's football history. But you're also going to talk about the lowest moments because, of course, the lowest moment in Leicester City football history was them down in League One in the 08-09 season. And he's got a few stories about the away days to places like Shrewsbury, Yeovil. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's all happened in his lifetime. This episode is, of course, recorded in lockdown, which we're kind of coming out of now. I had my first live comedy gig since uh, since all this started, and it's so good to be back on stage um, oh, one thing I should add as well is one of the emergency facts that I give Jack, they're incorrect. I know, I'm ashamed, I should know better. Uh, see if you can spot it, I'll let you know at the end of the interview which of the facts was incorrect. Anyway, as I said, my guest, Jack Topher, great comedian, Leicester lad, Leicester fan. Let's have a listen to him in action. <laughs> Just that little boy. Thanks, mate. <laughs> It was born in. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it was born in November. <laughs> we could take him out straight away. Quite sad, isn't it? Could take him out until early February. I know. He's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm here with Jack Topher. Jack, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Very well, thank you, mate. How are you? 
I'm good. I'm good. Um, I want to. I want to start off with the fact that as we're recording this, we're right in the middle of Cumgate at the moment. Dominic Cummings' merry little trip to Durham, and uh, yeah. I saw, saw you brought up earlier saying that he's essentially gone along the lines of the same excuse that Wayne Hennessy used a, a couple of years ago when he got caught doing a Nazi salute in a restaurant. Yeah, once a year there's one person that does it, and I genuinely think it's. A, I think it's an effective thing to do. I don't. Um, I don't <laughs> obviously don't agree with what he did. Wayne Hennessy, obviously, blatantly to everyone. I, mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, if anyone listens, that Wayne Hennessy blatantly did a Nazi salute, because he did. <laughs> we all know that but he did. Um, and then he said, uh, so that when the, uh, the camera was pointing at me, and in the, in the capture of that moment, it, I was calling someone over while shouting their name, and it looked like I was caught doing a Nazi salute. So obviously, I, I think he did anyway. Um, well, you could always what, say that you can accidentally do a Nazi salute sometimes if you have a yeah, little well, bit of an itch on the nose and then exactly what he he went for. But although I think he's lying, I think it's genuinely the best defence you can go for. Because no how can you dispute that? You no none of us were there. Wayne Hennessy got away with it, didn't get I don't think he got any ban or anything. He just maybe got a, a telling off. He still plays. If he'd have said if he had apologized and said, I'm really sorry, I thought it'd be funny at the time. He'd have, he'd have never played football again. Yeah. But lying about it seems to just get you off the hook. If, if you lie about something and, and nobody can prove it, then I, f- I feel like it, it's almost as good as telling the truth and the truth not being as bad. So what Dominic Cummings did, we blatantly did all of those things, blatantly drove to Barnard Castle and blatantly <laughs> was going there for a day out. But ha- who are we to say he wasn't testing? Oh, I know, obviously he wasn't testing his eyesight, but... We can't prove that he wasn't testing his eyesight, so everyone will forget about it. Which is, it. I, think, I genuinely think it's a great defence for anything. <laughs> you can't prove that there's something wrong. Just lie through your teeth. No one can actually prove it. Mm. If someone comes up with a, a CCTV of him now getting out of his car and uh, going around the place, it would be absolutely slaughtered. His career would be over. He could never be seen in public again. But... None of us are going to come up with that because nobody he knows that no one's got that. So he, yeah. he, can, he can lie, however ridiculous it is, and no one will know. And they that's, what, <laughs> that's what I'd say is the Wayne Hennessy defence, even though <laughs> I'm sure there's, there's many people that have used it before Wayne Hennessy. And well, obviously with social media, it's a lot more, it happens a lot more. But Wayne Hennessy was the most brazen I think I've ever seen. He's in the picture doing, he's, he's doing the Nazi salute. And he said, I was calling someone over. While I was pointing, I was making my voice louder while I was pointing at someone to call them over, and everyone, everyone thought it was bollocks. But he just, I mean, no one talks about it now, did it? It's only, it's only it was January 2019, I think it was, so like yeah. a year ago, even a bit ago. And it's not like every time he, he plays, it gets mentioned. But it it should be. Imagine if I don't know Rooney did that. It, it'd never. Well, he probably it, actually he probably would play because he's so famous and good. But I just think. A brazen defence, even though it's a lie, is st- still works. <laughs> Although, then again, he, he might shout at one of his defenders by putting a hand and then throwing his hand up as well. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing <laughs> if that's how he yeah, did it from then on, to cover the yeah, lie. If someone got a still of that, I, I think Wayne Hennessy would then go, see, it happened. <laughs> I don't think he'd say, oh, you got me, uh, you got me doing it again. I think he'd just be like, yeah, of course, it, yeah, that's, that's what happens. We do it all the time, we just don't notice. I just got caught on camera. <laughs> but he did it they both did it everyone in Britain knows they both whichever politically way you sway and no one believes him either it's whether you think it was a bad thing or not is, is the actual problem but no one actually believes his story no one actually thinks he's tested his eyes out there's no one <laughs> even if you're properly that way leaning no one actually thinks he was testing his eyes out everyone knows he's lying but it's whether you think it matters or not is the, is the big thing I'm quite looking forward to using that as an insult on the road. So, you know, like a lot of the time, you know, there's been that old sort of thing where if someone nearly hits you in the car, you can shout, oh, hey, yeah. spec savers. Now you can shout, oh, hey, Dominic Cummings, testing your eyesight. Quite looking yeah. forward to that. You have to, you have to slow down to the same speed as the driver next year to get a sentence like that out. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. And then Dominic Cummings, oh, it's gone. It's got it's a great go, reference. They go, what? And you go, oh, no, I was just talking about, do you remember last year? Do you remember last year when... <laughs> And then explaining the old thing to them, and then like, I don't know, mate. <laughs> Too long ago, mate. He's dead now. Mm. But we should say, by the time this podcast goes out in a couple of weeks, this could all be over. He could be sacked. He could be gone. And well, I think it'll be over either way. I think it'll either be sacked or he'll be it'll be forgotten about. Yeah. That's how I think right nowadays. It's like a two-week at the most cycle. 
Yeah, so there'll, I mean, be there'll be something else. There'll be, there will be something else. And, and in a year's time, if I think if genuinely in a year's time, if someone says Dominic Cummins, I'd say 70% of Britain would be like, who, I don't know who that is. Yeah, that's true. Could, could be the case. I mean, and, and I, I suppose the same has happened with Wayne Hennessy. And I should probably say for legal reasons on the podcast that by all accounts, Wayne Hennessy could have been waving over his friend whilst putting his hand over his mouth. And if you were that friend, do get in touch. Comedians talking about football at gmail.com. Uh, we're here for all opinions. In the eyes of the law, innocent. He, yeah. he could have been doing that. And that's well. That's that covered. We've uh, we're we're a couple of minutes into the podcast. That's Dominic Cummings and Nazi salutes covered. Let's go into. Uh... Have you done that on every podcast so far? What, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on Wayne Hennessy? Here we go. <laughs> yeah, we try and start Everyone with something Nazi related. The Boren is absolutely awful. I'm going great defence. Absolutely superb from Wayne. <laughs> we go into straight to the 2016 Premier League winning season let's go back a little bit before that to the se- the end of the season before you won something like eight out of your last nine games under Pearson to for survival did you think you were dead and buried then I never no, I in an arrogant way no well not really because we were still the re- uh, we were still in contention the reason I didn't think because the two teams of others were QPR and Burnley who would just would be in the championship the season before so I was thinking that would go down, but not bottom, but nearly scrape it. But we ended up, I think we finished 14th, which is ridiculous. Mm. Um, we'd, played some, we'd played really good football all year, which, I mean, how far can you go saying that you've been playing really good football when you're bottom of the league? I mean, we, a lot of other managers said that they're a good team to, have, to have be bottom, but then I think they said that every season. <laughs> so I thought, we would, I thought we were good. Well, I thought we were good enough to stay up. But then, when you're that far adrift and there's that many games to go, then I don't. I think I had. I think I kind of at that season had blind faith. That'd be a good way to put it. Made me think they'll stay up. Yeah. Whereas logically, thinking now they'll bottom the league without getting many games to go, we probably should have gone down. So, however, I've seen glimpses to show that we should have stayed up. Like when when we beat Manu five three, that was that season. Mm. Um, but then we didn't. But then when we lost, we we didn't win for fifteen games or something after that. So. It's uh, now in answer to your question, yes, I thought would would marginally stay up, but through arrogance of supporting my local club rather than through <laughs> at all. The season ends, Pearson saves you, and then obviously Pearson is replaced by Ranieri. What were your initial thoughts when he when he went? He kept us up, which is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And I thought that's probably one of the best things I'd see as a Leicester fan. And then the obviously the thing happened, <laughs> happened in Thailand where his son and uh, a couple of other players filmed themselves uh, having sex with Thai prostitutes, which it's not ideal, is it? If you, it's not like, it's not, I mean, if you were to choose the things that you wanted to happen on the off-season. And also, um, the owner had, had took them all on this trip to Thailand as like a celebratory thing, because that's where they're from. Yeah, celebration he, of culture. Yeah, and, and their way of celebrating the culture was getting some prostitutes back to their room and filming them. <laughs> When, you, when I say it out loud, I've probably never said it out loud before. When you say it out loud, it's absolutely horrendous. But then I think that was part of his sacking. Mm. Um, I think I understood it, but I didn't, want, I didn't want him to go. I love Nigel Pearson. I did not want him to go. Ranieri coming in, I had not really any thoughts on it, but then the press really attacked him. And I think I probably listened to the press because he had lost to the Faroe Islands with Greece. And I was probably like, yeah, why are we getting him in? I, my love for Pearson and him coming in I was probably the same as everyone else and anyone that says I was really happy with Ranier as a portman I don't think would be telling you the truth because no. nobody actually knew and everyone thought he was a bit of wishy-washy and he, and he was and I don't think there's any shame in saying he was before he was at Leicester he'd never won anything and he'd had a dodgy record with some international countries and it's just it's a bit of like a, of a Sven Goran Axen type person um, yeah I, I didn't have views but when the press slated him I probably agreed with them I think even bit. Gary Lineker probably, said yeah, and I think he was right to do so. I don't, I don't think anyone should apologise for at the start of the season saying Leicester might get relegated either because we could have done. And then when did you start to think, when did you start to believe with Leicester? I mean, as you said before, when you were in the relegation bout, you never thought for one minute that you were going to go down. You had faith that you were going to stay up. So at what point did you start to believe that you might get something out of this season? Because I suppose, first of all, it must have been a, a Champions League place. Yeah, uh... Well, when did I start? 
It was, definitely wasn't. We were top of Christmas. I didn't think mm. then. We beat Spurs. Uh, Robert, Oops, we beat them one 0 and they were our closest rivals. But then, in on, I remember it on Valentine's Day, we played Arsenal away, and I went, um, and they beat us last minute. Don't know where it scored. Martin, I think it's Martin. Was it? He gave away a, a stupid free kick, and we were down to ten men. Simpson got sent off. They beat us two one, and they had like they did a lap of one around the pitch and had a selfie in the changing rooms. And I was at that point, I thought we're going to get caught here because it was like a four point. No, I think it was if we'd have beaten, would have been eight points. They beat us, so there was a two point gap. And then there's this midweek thing, and I, I don't know if it was that midweek, so please don't quote me on it. We drew with somebody, and then somehow Arsenal lost to Swansea, and Tottenham drew with West Ham. So it was, it was something right. like everyone at the top did terribly. And we somehow drew and increased our gap, or one margin increased our gap. And then we played Man City a few weeks later. It was when we beat Man City, we beat them 3 1 um, away. I thought, actually, we could probably do this. But I never, I never, don't think I ever thought we're going to do it. I think because I'm too scared of people going, ah, you thought you were going to do it, you idiot. So I thought we could do it then when we beat Man City away. Um, Robert Hoof scored two. And, uh, Mares scored one of the best goals I've seen anyone score for Leicester. <laughs> I mean, that was you, you. You go back there. There were five thousand to one. I think most most bookies were giving to to, to win the title. Um, someone had a, someone had a fiver on it somewhere. I remember remember hearing about them. Uh, something yeah, a, couple of, a couple of people did. I think, but I think all those people that did did it every season. So, I, and if any of them said that they had it because they had an inkling, it's just it's. I was going to say bollocks. I don't know if I'm allowed to say bollocks. <laughs> You can say you can swear say whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, if anyone said that they were had that because they had an inkling that we're going to win the league, it's bollocks. It is bollocks. No one knew. I didn't. I didn't know. The manager didn't know. The players didn't know. Everyone was surprised. I don't know. I don't know what any, any what kicks anybody gets out of saying, "Oh, I knew that was going to happen." You didn't know. Nobody knew. So then you pick up the title. It, it's, it all comes down to the, the Chelsea game, obviously, um, which was kind of nice. There seemed to be a nice... Uh, Chelsea really felt like they were fighting for you that night and that there was this respect for Ranieri from them. And then one of, obviously, the, the result... That, that's what it felt like, actually. Yeah, it did. Um, it was, the, was it the game where it was at a record of running yellow cards? Obviously, yeah, I was, I was watching it at home. And it was just like a battle and Tottenham were obviously winning. And then um, Hazard scored a great goal. I mean, I'd rather, have won, I'd rather we have won it. If that was my only regret of that whole season, I'd rather it, like, we'd have scored a goal and we then, we then won it. But then can you ask for things like that? When you... <laughs> well, that's it. Looking back, it's the only thing. But yeah, it was that game, I, was, I watched it at home and I went to the ground after, after, after Chelsea had won. And a draw to, after Chelsea had drew as we'd won it. And it was the most surreal because before that, I, I think there's always like 10% of me that thought we might not. And then it was just confirmed. Hmm. So it was a surreal feeling that I never had before. Um, and then we played Chelsea away on the last game of the season and went, and uh, every time Hazard was the, at Chelsea at the corner, every time uh, Hazard took a corner, he got like a massive round of applause and singing songs about him. Which I think if you're a, a Man U fan and you've won so many titles and you sang about another player taking a corner, everyone would be like, oh, you're, that's a bit, well, you're a bit of a loser for doing that. But as we'd only won one and he'd scored the goal to make it happen, I think it was quite nice. I remember um, my, I used to, my housemate at uni was a Leicester fan, from Leicester as well. And uh, I remember sort of following his evening because he was, you know, on, on Instagram or whatever, and him and his mates were, were back in Leicester all watching the game in a flat. And you, I think it was, was it um, Mares put on a video as well of them all somewhere? They might have been at Jamie Vardy's house, somewhere like that. They were yeah. all watching the game. They had a party, I think. Well, I think that, I don't think they had a party. I think there were a party was in, in talks. They were, they were around Jamie Vardy's house. But I don't think anyone put anything on until we'd actually won. They, they were dragging each other around the room and stuff. Yeah. Which I think Quite sensible because if they put that video on and then <laughs> got another goal, then we would have looked stupid. Yeah, they were, um, I, think they were, I think most of them, if not all of them, were around, apparently around Jamie Vardy's house having a party, which fair play to I would. Would you not? I'd... Yeah. If there's any Premier League football you'd want to have a party around the house, it's Jamie Vardy, surely. Yeah, I, I imagine he might have took. I imagine he might have took it too far if it was <laughs> any Premier League football that could take it too far.
Um, so where did you where did you then talk me through it for you that night when you found out that they'd won the title? Where were you? How did you celebrate? Uh, I was at home. Uh, all my friends around. Well, all my Leicester supporting friends around. Uh, we watched the Chelsea Spurs game uh, the week before on the Monday. I think they played twice. Spurs played twice on Monday night. The week before, Spurs played West Brom on Monday night, and they're all around as well. Um, I don't. I don't think we could have won it. That I think there might have been a swing of results the week before that. I don't, I don't, maybe not, but we all watched it around mine. Then that, um, we chose, uh, Spurs went 2-0 up, so we thought it's not going to happen. Uh, we weren't really having any drinks or anything, actually, which we would have done if, if it was a close game, but um, I think Spurs went up 2-0 up quite quickly, or at least it looked like they were dominating quite quickly. And then, randomly, Chelsea scored the two. Um, we went to our local pub in my village, which I thought was loads of people going to pile in, but no, I'm on the, I'm on the South Leicester, I'm not on the outskirts. So it was like quite a few people there, but not like what I thought. Mm. And then we saw Twitter images of, of people at the ground. Quite a lot of people surrounded the stadium. So we thought, why not? We, so we went to the ground for a couple of hours, singing a few Leicester songs and things, and then went to bed. Well, that sounds great. So you actually went down to the uh, King Power Stadium? And yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. Of a night there. Quite, quite a lot of people did. But I don't know who instigated it, but they just saw some videos and pictures of people that were there. So we thought, oh, we'll do that as well then, just following the, following the crowd. And then, uh, yeah, we did that. Went, uh, I think we had a couple of bottles of beer, then went home. Uh, and then we had the home game against Everton, which was the proper, which was the proper celebration. We beat them 4-1. And that, but that, that, was, that was a day. That was a great day. That was probably one of the best days of my life. So you get down Even there quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go, I don't go to every uh, away game. I've got a season ticket to go at home um, and then away probably three or four times. That season more because we were doing well. Uh, but I can't get to every game because of the gigs and stuff. So yeah, probably yeah, three or four times a season I go away. Oh, nice one. Um, so that Everton game then, that, you're right, that was the celebration. It's where I saw a lot of my mates who were Leicester fans all went down there. Was there, was there, there must have been quite a while of feeling of disbelief because there was no way anyone could have predicted that after you'd have been, you know, in a relegation battle the year before. Um, there was the, the most enthusiasm at the beginning of the season. And to be honest, you know, it, it wasn't exactly, bar one or two, it wasn't really a team of world-class players. It was, it, it was, it was an incredible season. And, and you were all the way through to the very end. You were the underdogs. Yeah, that day uh, was, as I said, one of the best days of my life. <laughs> I think we, we were underdogs, but I liked it that every, no one else was um, amazing in the league, so it was all quite close. I liked it that Tottenham were chasing us. If we'd have run away with it, it wouldn't have had the same triumph at the end of it when we, when we uh, Chelsea finally got that draw. Um, the day itself was... Uh, so <laughs> what I did, actually, on the day, uh, me and some of my friends played golf in the morning uh, we labelled it. We'd labelled it before that day. This is going to be the best day ever because we'd already won it. So we played <laughs> golf in the morning. Uh, four of us got a taxi to the ground, watched the game, and then went out. So it was like a whole day. We had a whole day of it. Um, which I think probably the whole of Leicester did. Um, being the underdogs, we didn't. I didn't feel like we were the underdogs. I, I felt like we weren't going to do it. If that makes sense, I didn't feel like there was. I didn't feel the pressure that maybe everyone else felt. I felt a bit nervous when. We had to score some big goals, but I always thought something would slip up myself, especially after Christmas. I always thought, oh, no, this, this is not going to happen to, well, personally me, but to us. So I didn't feel like on the day, uh, it wasn't like a day of like, oh, I'm glad that we got one over everyone else. It was a day mm. of like every, everybody in the whole city was having the best day that it, you could imagine them having. A lot of people actually I've seen since um, through whatever, through comedy, through work, Said, oh, I bet, um, I bet Leicester was shut down for two weeks. <laughs> no, no, we still had to go. To, we still went to work and things. It was just an amazing thing to happen in the background. And then on that Monday, there was a big parade in the city as well. So it was like a probably like a long weekend. It felt like a bank holiday for like five days. Oh, that's brilliant. That is. I mean, to be honest as well, I think I think you had the support of the whole country as well. I think yeah, everyone I think was behind you. I think we did. I think there was even. Um, Tony, Tony Pulis, that's who I'm thinking of, hmm. said it, it, like, before the season ended, he'd like to see us win the league. But there was like three games left and I think we had to play 
West, or is it? I don't even know if it's West Brom. It might have been State Manager. But, he, but I remember being up raw that he'd said that he'd like to see us win the league when he was a manager in the league. But I think that's. I think I would. To, yeah. Whoever was going to win the league, it's like if Sheffield United have been top now. Well, I think I'd be like, that's really good. It's, uh, for, I think for every fan, it's good for the league. Oh yeah. But for the money sponsors and for big teams, it's not good for the league. But that's that's the kind of thing you're going to have forever. Yeah, similar to when City won it the first time. Like the, for a long time, there'd only been four teams who'd ever lifted the Premier League, and now you know we're, we're six, and that that is better for the league. If if you know, because Man United yeah. dominated for so long, Arsenal for a little while as well, and then Chelsea for a little while in the two thousands. So it's good to see other teams winning, especially an underdog team like that. Yeah, I think for the for all the teams that were Leicester's level, a little bit bigger and a little bit oh, well, a lot smaller. I think they probably thought if they can do it, we can. Whereas I think I don't think that's ever really happened since the Premier League era because I, I don't remember Blackburn winning it. I was only I think I was only three, so I don't know if they were were they. I don't think they were underdogs. I think they had some quite expensive players, so it never it wasn't quite the same. So Leicester winning it, we're, we're not really a big club, like in the grand scheme of things. If you were asked people who are big clubs over the, over the mm. UK, I think there's bigger clubs that haven't won it, and there's obviously a lot of smaller clubs that haven't won it. And I think they looked at us and thought, you know what, they've done it with those players, maybe. Not that they will do it, but it, it, it's, some, it's worth trying to win League One or the Championship to get into the Premier League because you, know, you never know. You might have a good season, everyone, and, and you might win it one day. Well, I, think, I think that is true. That's what it did. I mean, it, for a long time, it was the top four. It was the top yeah. four, you know, and then that was it. And if you, were, if you were just in the Premier League, if you were very, very, very lucky, you might get a Europe place somewhere. And I mean, like Europa. Um, but now I think that did give people a team to believe. You know, when it, when a team went up into the Premier League, now they can go. Well, look, Leicester did it. We can do it. If you know the right team works there, the right manager, the right attitude. Because it seemed like there was there was the the attitude in the squad was so on form. The teamwork was unbelievable. Yeah, and I, I as a fan and everyone else as fans, we felt like you were mates with them, even though you'd never met them. That's mm. what it, they're on camera loads, obviously, because we were top. So you just felt like the whole they were saying we're doing it for Leicester. Uh, they're doing it, we're doing it for you. It just, it just felt like everyone was part of it. Um, and what you say about the Europa League, and everyone gets excited about the Europa League, you have no idea in about, I think in about February, March, when it was guaranteed that Leicester had a Europa League place, how excited me and all my friends were that Leicester were going to get a tour of Europe just mm. for the Europa League place. We were top of the league at the time, but we were so excited that we just we were guaranteed Europe, even the lower end of Europe. So that shows how above what... <laughs> Everyone's expectations were. One, th- one thing I haven't done actually yet, Jack, is something I normally do on the podcast, is I hit you with an emergency fact, which is um, a fact about your club that you may or may not know. So it might be something you learn about your own club or, or, uh, or it might be something you, you might know about already. So I'll, I'll hit you with this one. Did you, uh, did you know? That uh, Leicester hold the record for the most FA Cup final appearances without winning the competition, having reached the final four times in their history. I kind of, I, I knew we had a lot. I didn't know we'd had the record for it, but I knew we had a lot just from opposition fans. I know we've never won the FA Cup. That's the thing. I know that our opposition fans would say, uh, especially like lo- we've not really got any rivals, but like local teams that would say that they've won it and we haven't. Um, so I knew we hadn't won it and I knew we'd been in a few finals but I didn't know that we were the only team well the, the team that had been in the final most without winning it because that's <laughs> quite bad isn't it that's quite it's not a stat you want especially not if you've been to all of them that's pretty bad when I mean, I've been yeah. to uh, I've been to every uh, other than 1995 I've been to every Reading game at Wembley and I've seen us lose every time yeah never, we'd the, never won I, a game at Wembley I went to Wembley once with Leicester and we, it was only the Charity Shield and we, and we lost which isn't probably what what uh, what had Reading done at Wembley? What were you there for? Uh, two playoff finals, uh, an FA Cup semi final, and then the nineteen ninety five one, which I didn't go to, was the um, was was a playoff final as well. I went to the uh, the the big what, what gets touted as one of the best ever playoff games when Leicester were playing Watford. Yeah, did his chip, uh, he did his penalty, and, and Deeney scored on the other end. I was mm. I was in the end. I was at the ground. And I can genuinely say it was the, one of the worst days of my life. Well, that was going to be one of my questions at some point that I like to ask people. What is the sort of the most embarrassing or the lowest moment of being a Leicester fan? And I imagine it must have been that game because it, I, I, I'm watching that as a neutral. I absolutely couldn't believe it. You know, a, a penalty for, um, 
for Leicester. You thought that's got to be, that's got to be it. And then just what happened happened. And yeah. my Sorry, God, I I otherwise I would have waited for you to ask. <laughs> no, no, no. Straight in's good. Uh, well, for me, it was it was quite a few. There's quite a few different things that went on in that game. So I went to the game. I, one of my friends that is a, a big Leicester fan moved to Australia when I was in year eight, and he came back for that playoff run. And I was standing next to a, a guy, essentially, that come back, that had flown from Australia for that game. Um, so for him, obviously, there's no. I, I mean, I can't tell you what his feelings were. It must have been worse than mine. <laughs> I also work with a lady that's a Watford fan. And I had to go into work the next day. And, oh. and she turned up with a Watford scarf and a Watford kit on. So that all of that was going on. But also, um, I would look back at the videos. And at the time, I was in the ground, so I didn't know. But I'd say that Knockout dived. So I'm all, that's why I'm, one reason why I'm all, right, I'm all right with it. And the other reason I'm all right with it is because the season after we got promoted as champions. So we've had an all right time since. And that's the only thing, that's the only reason I can, I can live with myself. And I think Watford have a, a thing called Dealey Day where every year they remember the day that it happened. <laughs> I think, but a lot of Leicester fans are like, oh, what are you doing? But I think it's a great day. I mean, it's, there's not much in football that you can celebrate, especially as like a, a lower club and you're not winning every year. Yeah. I think if I was a Watford fan and, and Dini did that, I'd celebrate every year. We had a, we had a similar game against Forest where uh, we scored a last minute, well, the same season, we scored last minute to get into the playoffs and it was it was an amazing day. So fair play to them to... Uh, to celebrate that and I think it pushed us on I think it made the old team think that we were going to uh, come back and, and well, not, not that we we're going to get promoted but go fight back so it was awful the day was horrendous mm. uh, I remember because the ground's not massive and we came out and we walked to the train station and we are just surrounded by Watford fans making fun of us but I mean if those if those type of days didn't happen in football yeah. so if we'd have come out and all the Watford fans had been like fair play I thought you were great today that means that then if Leicester did it to someone, I'd have to go up to them and say, yeah, play, yeah, yeah. Which would make football a worse thing than it is. You've got so to have a bit of gloating, take, yeah. You have to take the abuse to, to be able to enjoy the big time. Because if it was all neutral, it'd be boring, yeah. wouldn't it? Of course it would. It would be, uh, well, it'd be an American sport, essentially. It yeah. Would, uh... score the, let's all score loads of points. <laughs> we, can't, we can't go for 10 minutes without a point. That's what it'd be. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about those years that were outside the Premier League. So, so like, when did you become a fan? And your early memories, you know, the the Walkers on the on the chest, nineties um, kind of early two thousands times. I was early two thousands. I I, I I wish I did, but I don't really remember the. We won the League Cup twice, ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine, and, and two thousand one. Uh, and I don't really remember. I never, I never went. My dad was a big fan, and. Uh, I think, I don't even know if he went or not, to be honest. I've, I've never asked him. Uh, and then I started going about 2003, 2004, where I, the first season I went was when Leicester got back to the Premier League, played a season and got relegated. It was the invincible season uh, for Arsenal. Um, yeah, so like, I missed, I, I didn't miss it. I can look back on it now. But I feel like they're kind of things that, as a fan that I can't claim that I was part of. Um, I can't claim that I remember as winning the League Cup. I don't remember it. I just wasn't there. Uh, but I don't know if I, I didn't have an interest. I was so I was, I was like seven, and I know there's some seven-year-olds that probably do are like big on their clubs. But I just I, I never went or anything. Mm. And then when I was about ten in 2003, 2004 is when I started going. Uh, but what I take solace in is that I I saw Leicester be absolutely horrendous for about ten years. In, in yeah. during the during that kind of small period of time of you supporting them. It happened to be that not only at the time you won the Premier League, but also that during the entire history of Leicester, they'd spent only one season outside of the top two tiers in football, and that was in 2008-2009 when they were in League One. Were you going yeah. to games at that time? It was great, mate. Honestly, it was great. It was the first season where I'm, I was allowed to go to away games, I think. Mm. So I went to home games for like a few seasons before that, and we were, we're like we were an average uh, championship team. As first season, I went to away games, and I went to some terrible grounds. But we we won the league, and I don't. I, I feel like winning League One still feels good, even though yeah. you don't want to be in one. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm glad we like because you could like a lot of teams have gone down and never come back up or finished mm. mid table and occasions to come up. Forest and Leeds did it. 
Wolves went down and, and stuff. It was just, we're just, we kind of nearly won every week or drew every week. And I think we, I think it was Peterborough that was doing well with us. And we kind of a little, not rivalry, but like a little to and fro with them. And it just felt good to win that league. At the time, I felt like Leicester were a championship club. I felt like we should have been in the league above. But I never thought, I never remember thinking that we should be in the Premier League. Whereas a lot of fans that are a bit older than me probably would have thought we're a Premier League club. It was due to my age and also due to the cheapness of the tickets when you're in that league. Yeah. Like a tenner to get in, maybe 15 quid for the coach to get down. And me and my mates always used to go, like home and away we used to go. And I don't think I was asked whether it was what league it was in. I genuinely don't think I cared. And I, I felt like Leicester were, at the time, the biggest club in League One. And that's not an arrogant thing. I just think we just had mm. the biggest stadium ever else. There's so many small grounds that we went to. Not that any other clubs weren't big. I think MK Dons at the time were quite good. Um. Yeah, so it was just it was a, a good season to be part of, but not that I wanted to be in the League One. Of course, but do you think that made the winning the Premier League so special? Because that was in the that was in the two thousand and eight two thousand nine season, and then you fast forward what seven eight years, and there you are at the very top of the highest tier of football, winning the Premier League. So for someone who went to those games in League One and then was there when you beat Everton on that celebration day, that must have made it feel that so much more special. Yeah, it did. It, I, I mean, I, I was I was there live for all three trophies, like the League One, the Championship, and the Premier League. I was there. I was at the ground for all wow. three of those. Um, but I, when you're in League One, you never thought that you're going to win the Championship, and when you win the yeah. Championship, you never thought you're going to win the Premier League. <laughs> so they're all separate feelings. Um, but I don't. I mean, was winning, when I won League One, I was that happy that day. Yeah. I, are you any happier? Would you think I'd be happier if I was listening to the Championship? You don't think about anything else. You just think I'm yeah. happy winning the league that I'm in. The Premier League was different, obviously. But um, it was good to be there for the whole thing. And I'm glad that I can say that I was there for the whole thing because there's a lot of fans that have jumped on the bandwagon. There's a lot of fans that um, have jumped in and jumped out. But I can kind of, not prove with tickets, but through people I went to the games with, I can always say, I can, I can kind of say I was there I'm going, I'm going to hit you with another emergency fact, um, the, which I'm going to say the highest ever, att- highest ever attendance at the King Power Stadium. Do you know what game that was for? The highest ever attendance. Well, that, yeah. when, we, when we were winning, it was more or less every game it was getting beat. And when we played Everton, that, that's not my answer, by the way. Yeah. When we played Everton, um, Everton fans were selling the tickets and tickets were going for a lot of money. Hmm. I th- I, it should be Leicester against Everton when we lifted mm. the Premier League trophy, but I think you're going to tell. Me, I really think you're going to tell me it wasn't that game. Well, I, I found out here, and I don't know how. To, I might have to double check oh, this. Hold on, but... hold on. Oh, well, are you in, in, at the stadium at the minute, or are you telling me ever? Uh no, the stadium at the minute. So the King Power Stadium. So I'll, I'd go when it opened, maybe. Right. But no, because. I think, oh no, because when it opened, I don't know. I'd, yeah, I'd still say Leicester against Everton because that's what it should have been because the demand was incredible. Well, I'm going to tell you, and I might have to double check this, but this is what it's saying here uh, mm-hmm. from my reliable source. Uh, the highest ever attendance at the King Power Stadium was for a pre-season friendly. Uh, Spanish giants Real Madrid visited in, two, in July 2011 with 32,188 spectators in attendance. They did. They did. Yeah, they did do. I don't. I don't know if that's correct or not. But I. I would. Surely it was. I mean, surely you think, wouldn't you? You'd think the stadium was full when that happened. Yeah. And the stadium was full when the league, and the stadium was probably also full for the few weeks before that. But it depends. What it, it always. It does depend what. What the barometers. What what is full. That's true. That is true. It could come down to just a couple I mean, of numbers. So, for example, when we played Everton, there would have been hundreds of press there. Do they count as a ticket? Whereas when we mm. played Real Madrid, no one would have give a shit because it was 2011 and Real Madrid playing is out of sympathy. So the ground would have been full of actual Leicester fans, but the press weren't there. So it depends on what it means. So we may but have to I'm, check that one. We may have to check that one. Not, I mean, it's not a huge set. It's only 32. So it could be. I don't know, but I'd, I'd go. I'd, I'd probably say it was. It may well have been Real Madrid. I don't know. Well, I'll give you another emergency fact. Uh, here we go. So, did you know up until after World War One, when Pete uh, Hodge was hired, the club had no official manager. The nominal role of uh, secretary manager was employed, though the board and selection committee took control of the team affairs, including formations and tactics. No, that, you've got me there. That's there you go. At last, there you go. You, 
you've got me on the one I had no idea about. Although the attendance one, I also had no idea about. So you, that, that was fun too. I've given the Leicester boy a fact about his hometown club. I'm happy with that. That that makes the podcast all worth it for me when I give someone a fact they don't know about their club. I mean, it's not one you're going to repeat. Who care about that Leicester? <laughs> are you are you happy with Brendan Rodgers? Yeah, I love the I love the guy. I've liked, I like Brendan. I like Claudio, and I liked Pearson. Didn't really like Puel that much. Um, yeah, I'm happy with him. I think he's good. I th- and I also I also agree that he's using as I probably using as a stepping stone. He'll get a better job eventually. But why should that be a problem? Because he's mm. probably going to bring some good things in between now and then. We might get a good manager, might get a bad one. And that's how football is with teams that are mid-table Premier League. Bad Do you yet. think you're going to stay in that position of like the sort of top European spots for the next few years? Uh, this season we will. It depends who we sign. If, if the rumours are true about who Brendan would sign, we've had rumours about Coutinho, I don't think it's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> um, then, yeah, if Brendan stayed, then yeah. I think the owners are willing to spend money. But if I was absolutely honest with myself, I think we could get Champions League next season. I think we're capable of doing that because we're third at the minute. Uh, after that, maybe we'll be a Europa League team, which I'd be... Why would I not be happy with that? We could play in Europe. Um, I, went, I went to a couple of uh, Champions League games with Leicester and the, some of the best games I've been to. Uh so no, if, yeah, uh, probably like we're probably like a sixth, seventh, eighth team because I think all the all the big teams come good eventually, and I'd be naive to say that we could break that because it just, I mean, the amount of teams that have tried it's not happened. I've been idiot to say that we could. I've always liked Leicester. I mean, especially since amazing 2016. I do think not not like obviously you've said you picked up a few plastics along the way, but I do think that you earn the respect of a lot of a lot of teams who watch the Premier League sort of on a neutral level. But you, you you sit there, yes, you're a Leicester boy. Yes, you've been a Leicester fan since you were small. But are you the ultimate Leicester fan? I'm going to have to test you. I'm going to say no, I'm not. <laughs> before, you ask, before you ask your first question, I just want to get it out there that no. <laughs> right, so I'm going to give you this, question. It's sudden death. It's sudden death. And these are... These are questions sourced from the highest standard of quizzing. Uh, they are the Beano Online and CBBC. Uh, it's 10 questions, as I said. There's multiple choice answers. And if you want to avoid the bottom of the league of the comedians yeah. who have appeared on the podcast, you just have to beat two. This is, uh, this is potentially embarrassing for me, isn't it? Potentially. Do I like that? Here we go. Question one. Where do Leicester City play their home games? Is it the King Power Stadium? Is it the Walker's Crisp Stadium or the Foxy Stadium? Uh, the, the King Power Stadium. Are you sure about that? Mm. It, wait, yeah, well, it could be the... <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to play my games with you. You're absolutely correct, yeah. Like King Power that. Stadium. We're on to question two. Question two. Um, what is the nickname for Leicester City Football Club? Is it the White Flowers, the Blue Boys, or the Foxes? The Foxes. Do I like Correct. That? Now on to question three. You get this question right, and you've overtaken Man United yet again. So, uh, who was Leicester City Football Club's top goal scorer in, the, in their 2016 Premier League winning campaign? Was it Mares, Vardy, or Morgan? It was, <laughs> it was Vardy. Vardy, absolutely correct. Can I interject? What was the third uh, Man United question, just out of interest? Do you remember? Oh, who was the... I think it was something... It was who was the top goal scorer for the 17-18 season, and they'd said Marcus Rashford, but it was uh, Pogba. Oh, man, that that is harder, though. It is harder, to be fair. I think the Beano just hate... Yeah, that was a harder question. The the Man United ones were quite hard. I think the Beano just hates Man United fans, which is... um, or, or you know, doesn't care about Leicester enough to do hard questions. <laughs> Just assume no one would know that. Uh, okay, yeah. so question, question four. Um, uh, what is the name of the Leicester City mascot? Is it Fred the Fox, Foxy, or Philbert Fox? It's Philbert Fox. Philbert Fox, correct. Correct. Like uh, we have had someone get the name of their mascot wrong on this quiz so far. So um, I've got who it was, but we have. About mascots. It was not interesting at all. Went, <laughs> oh, I'll be very quick. When uh, Sam Bailey won the X Factor in, I think, 2013, she was from the hero. Yeah. And 
there's a Philbert Fox was in the stands at Wembley Stadium the day she won it, and the presenter said, "Here's Felix the Fox," and his name's Philbert. Oh, see, I That's should have put that. That should have been one of the options. Do you know what? Cut what I just said. Cut it out. <laughs> I, th- I should. I think Felix the Fox should have been one of the options there. Really, is one of the answers. Get in your well, head. Um, so we're up, to, we're up to question five. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. So. Uh, here we go. It's getting a little bit trickier now, in my opinion. You might think these are to carry on being easy. So the question number five. What year was Leicester City Football Club founded? Was it 1884-1902-1904-1894-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1884-1
where can we find you online? Have you got anything you want to plug at the moment? Anything going on or Twitter account, no, Facebook? I've got nothing going on. Um, <laughs> I've got, no, I've got a Twitter at, uh, Mr. Jack Topher, which is my, my Twitter, but like gig wise, I've got, I, I wasn't prepared for the lockdown at all, which is fine. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, uh, I've got that. I, uh, I'm a member of the Foxes Talk Leicester City Forum. Nice. Bad name. So if you would head on to there and see what's going on with Leicester City, I should feel like I should plug Leicester. Uh, if you've not got a team and uh, you're feeling down and you're feeling like you need someone to cheer you up, support Leicester City is what I'd say. Um, we've got uh, we've got a Premier League behind us, a couple of League Cups that I've never seen, uh, a League One and a Championship. And if you dream a dream, you never know. Well, there you go. That's a good point, actually, because I've got a few of my mates who bless them. They say they, well, they say they listen to the podcast out of support. They're not football fans, but they listen to it anyway. Uh, so there we go. That's a shout out to them. They, that might just convert them into Leicester fans. We'll be there. Prop, it's not even a question that Leicester City will be their team now, I think. Well, that's it. Sorted. And that's, that's, that's made this whole thing worth it. And they've got they've got ten questions to ask the mates. <laughs> and a fact about uh, an attendance. What colour do Leicester play in? It's, I think it's blue. I think it might be blue. That was one of the questions on one of the CBB quids that I didn't use. That I didn't use. So there you go. Well done. <laughs> so a huge thank you once again to a Leicester City fan and comedians talking about football. Sudden death knockout quiz champion. <laughs> That's right. Those questions were ridiculous, though, weren't they? They they were ridiculous. Uh, but you know what? As every Leicester fan knows, you've got to take a championship when it's there. He's taken it. Fair play to the lad. Will he be the Series 1 champion? You'll have to wait and find out. Uh, do find him online. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Mr. Jack Topher. So why not give him a tweet, tell him you enjoyed the episode. My guest next week is Nathan Caton, Brentford FC fan, and I recorded the podcast with him just after the championship playoff final. Uh, so, yeah, I have to say he was gutted, but do tune into that one. I'm a huge fan of Nathan Caton, so it's a real honour that he came on the podcast. In the meantime, though, you can follow us on social media channels. Just search Comedians Talking About Football on Facebook, or you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We've got the same handle on there, which is always uh, which is always good. Uh, you can find us at ComFootyTalkPod. Uh, why not give us a follow? Really appreciate it. And with the podcast as ever, we really appreciate a subscribe, a rating, uh, and a review, if you've got the time. Really, really would appreciate that. Um, and did you notice, though, that the, uh, the fact that I gave him that was wrong... It was indeed the attendance record. I got it completely wrong. I apologise, Jack. You were right. I do think uh, it was Leicester versus Everton that beat the record. Uh, either way, it was definitely in that season. I, uh, I checked it up afterwards and, uh, yeah, it was wrong. But up until then, uh, Leicester City versus Real Madrid in a friendly. That did hold the uh, that did hold the record, but not anymore. Not anymore. I've got to get better with my facts. I really have. I really have. Will I next time for Brentford? You'll have to find out. I found some very, very random ones for that. Until then, I've been your host, Sam Michael. Follow me on Twitter if you want, at SamMikeLol. Otherwise, I'll see you next time. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.